Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast. And I got my guy, Die Hard Knicks podcast in the building. And today is a special day because today starts a series of episodes where we're going to be doing a mailbag. So, Die Hard, man, how you doing? How's your day, man? How's, how's everything? And how you feeling about the Knicks lately and, and, and this new be- mailbag thing we about to start? Well, first of all, man, we got to say happy birthday to the kid, right? Happy birthday, State. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo, thank you, man. We supposed to, it's funny because we were supposed to do this do this on Sunday, and I was just so out of it, bro. I'm, I'm, I apologize. That's on me. But, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. My, my dad had took me to uh, – Ricardo's is a place in Harlem, old school place. You know, I got some steak, and you know it was good. But you know, yeah, I, it would have been better if the Knicks was better. I, <laughs> I got you. I, I, I think everything would have been better, but it, it happens, man. It happens. <laughs> yeah, but you know the the mailbag thing. I'm excited for it, man. We 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 um we usually have a, a good time when we do podcasts, man. So doing something. You know, uh, more frequently would be would be um would be good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, let, let's get right into it, man. I don't even want to, you know, let's let's get right into it, man. Mm-hmm. Before we even start the questions, I got a couple things on my mind. I'm the irrational one. You're the rational one. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, I don't mean to laugh, man. That's like the most like like uh you know that's like the obvious thing right there, man. That's like the most obvious thing you're gonna say all day. So mm-hmm. I'm out to I'm out to be a little irrational right now. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to just I, I just want you to come back with me and, and bring me back to earth. That's what I want you to do. Okay. When I'm watching this next team, and granted, we're top five in defense right now. We're actually number number five in defense right now in the league. Um, we've been playing well. We we look more functional. We look like a team. But a couple things that's starting to irk my nerves. The first thing is accountability. And I really want you to I really want you to tell me if I'm bugging or or if I need to just chill. Cause I know it's a lot of people it, it's a lot of Nick fans who think like me. And I don't understand for the life of me how a guy like Alec Burks, prime example, this dude comes off an injury, gets inserted in the starting lineup, and now my man is out there trying to be like James Harden. He's taking more shots than RJ. I watched him and Alfred literally phase Austin Rivers out the game in the third quarter. And Tibbs didn't put Rivers back in until, I, I believe, four minutes left. Why is the Knicks the only team in the NBA who loves to sign one-year vets and allow these dudes to come here and steal minutes and just take up all the shots and we still don't win? Why do these dudes do not play these young guys together? What the hell am I missing here, bro? Well, I mean, you know, Alec, you talking about the last game where you talk? I, I'm talking about in general. I'm talking about the last game, but really in general as well, because Alec Burks has been straight up trash. When he he's been, he was cool, he had a nice three good games. He comes back, he's taking the ball, he's isoing. It, 
the Knicks is top five in the NBA in unassisted field goals made. I have an issue with that. That means there's a lot of isoing going on. But it don't look like it as I'm watching the Knicks during the game. But it does when I'm watching some of these one-year – oh, my God, bro. Please tell me what is going on here. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, Alec, Alec Burke, he was giving us – he was giving us 20 points a game in the beginning, man. So when he was getting – give us in the 20, it was good. You know, so you got to give him the benefit of the doubt also because he was, he was hurt this whole time. You know, so he's gonna come back and be a little, little rusty. That last game, he he um he threw up a couple like prayers, you know. So you know, he's kind of just like trying to find his shot and stuff like that. But um, if you if you listen to like the other teams, um, you know, announcers and stuff, like the the last game, Utah, Utah was was raving about him because he used to be on Utah. So they were saying that, that he's a good scorer, you know, and this, that, and the other. Uh, Golden State also was raving about him that they, you know they're, they're surprised that Golden State didn't keep him because of of how how good of a player that he that he was. That like, he surprised everybody. That, that that talks about him, you know, whatever. So I'm 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 pretty surprised too, man. But you know, I'm not I'm not so so upset about the way he was playing because I mean, you know, he he um he was like like basically um leading us um when when um, in the beginning of the season before he hurt himself. So I'm not really so so upset about Alex Burke and stuff. But you know, like you know, just to touch on your point about the about the vets or whatever, you know, like uh, I'm I'm you know I'm I guess you could say I'm old school. Because um guys gotta earn to me guys gotta earn minutes man like I don't I don't care if guys are young and stuff guys gotta um you know they, they just they just have to they have to earn their minutes you can't just give guys minutes just because they're young mm-hmm. now in the case of uh, of quickly quickly I think should be starting right now because I mean what else does he need to do you know and especially with Alfred Payton the way that he's playing but some of these other guys like Ke- Kevin Knox I, I'm looking at these questions man some of the questions are like you know I don't want to shout anybody out right now because I guess we'll get to them. But um, you know, some of these questions, man, kind of kind of annoy me because like this is what people are, are thinking about when when you ask for for gra- for grab bag questions, mailbox questions. You know what I'm saying? It's like stuff that <laughs> that for me that I, I would I would think that that um that people would get it by now. You know, th- you know, like like I said, I guess, I guess we'll get into it as we keep talking. But I'm I'm just old school. I, I feel like these guys, you know, you you gotta have uh uh like somewhere to get to. You know what I'm saying? If there's nowhere to get to, then how do you get to where you need to go? You know, we you know we have to. You know that's the accountability that, that, that I would like to see. I want guys to to um to get there. You know, yeah. you, you're not just gonna just get the minutes and then just go out there and figure it out. You have to you have to this this things you have to get to. You know, so that's that's what I like about Tom Thibodeau. So I I respect Tom Thibodeau, but some of his rotations has been straight up garbage, and it comes to a point where, I like I understand like I understand why Alec Burks is starting. Like, I understand why Alfred Payton is starting. I understand it all. It's cool. But I feel like it's not helping RJ. At the end of the day, these dudes is 26. These dudes is 26, 27, 30 years old. These dudes ain't going to be here in four or five years. So why I got to see these dudes come here, take all the shots, and we still not going to the playoffs. Wait, we're still not winning while they're, while they're doing this. That's uh, I, I don't know. But I do understand why Tom Thibodeau is playing the minutes that these dudes is playing. Um, play the dudes the minutes that they get. I The, the, the last thing I'll kind of beef about him with, and then we could get into the questions, is Obi Toppin minutes. Um, eight minutes and a half? It's 24 minutes and a half. It, like, can he get more? I, I I don't know if we're trying to bring a 22-year-old lottery pick along slow. Like, I don't I, – what, 
what's your take on Obi Toppin right now? And it, are you seeing anything that you like so far that you feel like he should get more minutes? Well, oh, oh, yeah, I wish he would get more minutes. You know, I, we, we've been playing Noah a lot. A lot of times Noah is like lost, you know, but a lot of times, you know, he'll get his little block so he looks like he's doing something. But then the other times, man, guys are just like sealing him underneath the basket. He's looking like a little kid out there a, a lot of times, man. So you would like to see Obi Toppin play a little bit more, you know, with the energy and stuff. But at the same time, Obi Toppin, he's still like, – like somebody, like somebody needs to calm him down or, or throw him some like, you know – throw him some CBD or something like that to kind of chill him out because mm. he's out there like um just like overexerting himself, you know, too much. You know what I'm saying? So um he's he kind of hurting the team a lot when when he makes his move. When he makes his moves, he's a little bit, you know, anxious and stuff. When he shoots his shot, he's anxious. Everything is anxious about him. You know, so you know he kind of needs to just um figure out the speed of the game and just calm down a little bit because he's good. He's obviously gonna do something to to help this team. Cause um you know you know like like I said we'll we'll get into it with with, with these questions but um you know you know he he's good he just got to settle down that, that that's that's the only thing with Obi Toppin he just got to settle down and I I kind of I kind of agree with how Tom Thibodeau is playing him because um you know you know of course you got to let guys get you know get their nicks and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. but um I I don't I don't want to completely like like um you know like just like, emasculate him out there you know get make him get embarrassed just by you know his um his energy out there you know yeah man. It's crazy that you're saying that because it's it's a it's a fine line because you don't want to just throw him out there and then he look trash and then now us as Nick fans like what the hell is going on here so and, yeah. and so now you look stupid for trading Randall and later but now you look stupid for trading this guy because now this guy is not producing so it's, right. So, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful, man. So, like, I, I want to give you this an- analogy. My, my, me and my wife, right? We bought a, a car like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was, you know, we was gonna get her a car, and she was gonna take over the world. You know, she was gonna go driving, you know, <laughs> taking the kids here. She was gonna do, you know, extra real estate stuff and all kind of stuff. She was gonna do, and then uh, I was gonna get my work car. And, you know, I was gonna do my thing with, with my work car and stuff. So everything was working good, right? Uh-huh. So we get the car. So uh, all, all it took was like one little thing. Something happened to her when she was driving. And then now I'm driving two cars. You know what I'm saying? So like her, her whole confidence is shot. And she can never she can never drive a car now. Now we got two cars, you know, for, for no reason when I'm driving both of them, you know? Yeah. So uh, so that, that's that's the analogy I want to make with Obi Toppin. If you, if you spook him, the guy might never come back, man. So, I, you know, I don't know if that's his character. But um, this, just the way that, they, that he shows up on the court, how anxious that he is when he plays. That um, you know, we, we just gotta be we gotta be psychologists sometimes with some of these guys, you know. Yeah, dude always run a hundred mil hundred miles per hour when he's going up the court. So <laughs> you definitely right about that. But um yeah. let's get into these questions, man. Uh these questions is specifically from you know the next thread that we both are in. Uh guys that we talk to mainly every day. I know um bunch of people who listen to my podcast some of them from the thread a lot of people's outside of the thread but um these guys is a lot of these guys is knowledgeable they know stuff about the game so i figured mm-hmm. why don't we do a mailbag podcast from people that you know not mainly you but mainly i talk to on a daily basis you talk to them sometimes but you i know you hate twitter so I know you you don't be on Twitter. No, like I just you know, I, I just don't get it, man. I, I, guess, I guess it's like a, maybe it's like a young people thing because when I was on Twitter before, I had a different Twitter account before, and I used to be gangbanging with the guys too, man. So I get it, <laughs> you know. So maybe I'm a little bit older where when people say stuff, I kind of like, man, fuck you, type of thing. But you know, but you know, I, I don't I don't want to say that on Twitter because then it gets into that that's that um that dry on uh, Twitter 
uh, you know, bullshit. So I, you know, I try, I try to stay away from it, man, because you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, because pe- pe- people will say something to you, right? Mm-hmm. Try to try to be smart, and then if you hit them back, then then they're like, oh, yo, why are you going crazy? You know, a couple of these guys that left <laughs> that left questions, you know, um, you know, they they um they did that to me when we was arguing. Was, oh, yo, what's the matter with you, man? Why are you going crazy? Oh, yo, didn't you just insult me? <laughs> you know, so you just insulted me, so you expect me not to not to not to fire back at you, man? It's like, come on, man. That, that's why I can't I can't get with the Twitter stuff, man. But I, I get in there sometimes. <laughs> You know, when, when I see that if the conversation is going good, I'll jump in a little bit. But, you know, anyway, anyway, just go ahead. You can go so, ahead with the questions, bro. The first question is for my guy, Akeem Zamunda Servant. That's an interesting Twitter name, too, by the way. My yeah, it's the name. The picture, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming to America, man. Coming to America. Great movie, by the way. Great movie, by the way. Classic. Yeah. Yeah, constant quotables for that movie, man. I, I still quote that movie. <laughs> So, uh huh, uh huh. Oh man, that was a good movie. I'll probably watch it tonight. Um, yeah, under, under what condition are you okay with Randall making it to next season in the Knicks jersey? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like it's like a tale of two seasons, man. Like, like up until the beginning of this year, we all wanted to like you know to like burn him down, burn his house down, oh, and shit. you know, we was ready, ready to drag him. By, by his ears out of out of the city, man. But now, you know, he's putting up numbers that that's gonna get him like possibly on an all star team. You know what I'm saying? So the difference between two seasons, man. So I you know, I guess I'll let you I'll let you start, man, because I, I I'm gonna be a little bit kind of positive on this on this one. Honestly, I I I've given this some thought. I'm thinking about that situation for the past couple of weeks. And I try to find ways where I could be optimistic about it. Or I can understand it from a, a basketball point of view. As far as Randall's concerned, I think the only condition, I think it's a couple conditions, but I think the main one that he stays in the Nick jersey for next season is he plays so well and we get into the playoffs. I, I think that's got to be it. I think that's the caveat. But on top of that, I think that he has to be playing well, and they don't trade him at the trade deadline. So we're around 500. You know, we're playing 500 basketball. We're around the trade deadline. And now management got to sit down and think, like, you know, we draft Obi Toppin, but Julius Randle's playing so well. So it, it, it's a fine line, man. It's, it's, it's a fine line. But I think it, it's based off of a playoff trip. I think that's what it comes down to. I think – um. Yeah. Obi Toppin, I think he was going to come off the bench regardless because that's Tibbs' mo. Tibbs don't play young guys like he don't. He's not going to start young guys like that. R.J. Barrett is surprisingly one of the best defensive players on the Knicks. Um, he's rated the highest defensive player on the Knicks right now, so you can see why he's playing and he's starting. He's damn near top five in an NBA in points, but yeah, man. That that that's the answer, my that's my answer to that question. I think a playoff trip, and I think I can't say nothing. If we make the playoffs, then I guess Randall's going to be a part of the future. I think even if we don't make the playoffs and we around thirty two forty, I think we'll probably. I think it's probably pause the calls to keep him. I think we we have to keep him in that situation as well. Yeah. Well, you know, I agree with that with the playoffs and stuff, but um but for me, for me it's really about assets, right? Do do we want to give up assets to get certain players? You know what I'm saying? So like 
who's available? We, we're like right now, everybody's talking about, you know, Bradley Beal. They're talking about, um, you know, uh, Zach Levine. They're talking about Lonzo Ball and these guys, you know what I'm saying? So is it worth it to, to trade Julius Randle and give up all of our draft picks to get um, Bradley Beal if he's going to come here and play with nobody? You know, um, you know, is Obi Toppin going to be the guy? Is, is he the guy? We don't know yet. You know, the, the season still has to play play out. You know, he still has to figure out, you know, what type of player he is. You know, so, our, you know, the, the the front office has a big decision to make. Do, you know, do we waste not, – not necessarily waste. Do we pull these triggers now, you know, and, um, you know, what's, what's the game plan? What's the what's the end game for all of this, man? Because, you know, like once you start pulling like, – let's say Zach, Zach Levine is a little bit more easier to, to, um, to trade. But, you know, I, I know a couple of Bulls fans, and they're looking at it like, like, who are you giving us? You know, that, that's how they're looking because we don't want Julius Randle because we already got our own big man. You know, we don't want that's any of your point guards because they're all trash. You know, so that, that's what everybody's thinking. And, they, you know, R.J. Barrett, they don't necessarily want R.J. Barrett because they got small forwards over there too. They just drafted somebody that they want to be their small forward. So um, it's like, who are we going to give up for um, for Zach Levine other than draft picks? But, you know, like I said, do we want to do that? You know, so that, that's where Randall falls in for me. You know, do, do we want to waste these these um, these um assets that we have? It, it's funny. It's funny how you bring up the Bulls fans' comments. And that aligns with my thinking when it comes to that Zach Levine trade. It sounds cool, but we don't got nothing they want. And I don't think we want nothing they got to give. So I don't think that's an ideal trade partner. Now, Bradley Bill, I think we could talk, but now you got to sit down and, 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 and me and you at the table. And I come to you as the general, I, I come to you, you, you the president of basketball operations. And I say, look, man, I'm trading Randall. I'm trading Knox. Uh, oof, it's tough. That's, what I'm saying. that's that's the answer to the question right there. You have to like really dig in the crates. It's like yo, um, you know, like, like we're looking for old albums and but, stuff, but, man. It's but, crazy. But the caveat is, I'm giving them four first round picks because we just seen Drew Holiday get traded for four first round picks. We just seen James Harden get traded for damn near eight first round picks. So the price of the brick gone up. So, but those, <laughs> but two of those picks is going to be both Dallas picks, and. I, Okay, I'll give you the 2022 pick unprotected because I'm not trying to give you R.J. Barrett. And I'll give you the 2024 pick unprotected because I'm not trying to give you R.J. Barrett. We still got young guys on the roster. You're giving up Randall. You're opening up playing time for Obi Toppin. Now, this, now you say how everything ties in together. Like, Obi Toppin got to be playing well. Julius Randall got to be playing well. Then, then Knox got to be like it's so many narratives that come with that. I, I think four first round picks would be the main reason why they would entertain us. But I, I, I think the Wizards is a better trade partner in general. Yeah, you know, also we got the seventeen million too now because we we gave a little bit of that money to um to Taz Gibson, so we got seventeen million to to throw in that that pot too. So that might, you know, that might you know get rid of the sting of of trading so many players away. You know, so you know, it is what it is. Same thing with Zach. We we can offer them a lot of trade trade. Um, you know, I mean, cap um relief as well. You know, but you know, what what are we gonna do here? Well, you know, what 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 are we willing to do? You know, to you know, are we gonna be like the Nets and just give up our whole future based on a couple a couple um superstars, and then we end up being like the Knicks of like of like the uh, the early two thousands and stuff? You know, all capped out with a bunch of like you know guys that don't really want to be here. It's like crazy, man. You know? Yeah, man. No, I don't. I, yo, I do not want to go do that again bro throughout my teenager years man 
We ain't have no draft picks, yo. That shit was crazy, yo. Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> man. He was wilding, bro. He was throwing. He was, like it was in a, in a strip club, just freaking throwing first yo. rounds at, at, the, at the bitches in the strip yo. club. It's crazy, man. Twitter, I swear to God, Twitter would have loved Isaiah Thomas to, because oh, he God. was willing and dealing every <laughs> year, yo. Every year, yeah. man. I, oh, man. And he was wilding, bro. <laughs> he was wilding. But um, yeah, man. Shout out, shout shout out to my guy, Akeem, man. I appreciate that question, man. That was a great question, bro. Great question. Yeah. Um, so next question. My guy, <laughs> my guy Rick Wall. <laughs> my guy Rick, man. Funny dude, man. Knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the game. Um, how much better would our record be if Tibbs wasn't so old? in quotation marks, flawed, stubborn, and played guys too many minutes. All right, I'll start this one. Um, uh, his name is uh, David Fisdale. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if, he wasn't, if he wasn't old school stubborn and, you know, playing, you know, to his whatever, we would be uh, David Fisdale all over again, man. You know, the, the, the freaking um, Brady Bunch, you know, or, or whatever the hell you want to say, um, yellow, yellow school bus, guys looking at the back of the window, nobody knows what's going on, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what we would be doing if um if um Tibbs wasn't the way he was, and you know you know shout out to um Tibbs too because this is basically you know not not completely but a lot of the same guys that we had last year are here this year and all of a sudden these guys are like starting and you know borderline all stars and all kind of stuff so you know that 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 tells you right there that's the answer to the question there man. So, as far as I'm concerned, um, I think that his rotations. As far as minutes is concerned, I think that's tied into his rotations. I think his rotations has been bad certain games. I think he plays his starters. I think he plays his starters for too long and sits his bench for too long. So his bench always comes in cold. It seems like his bench is never in the flow of the game. Um, for example... I agree with that. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think his, his just overall feel for rotations and when to insert guys, I think it, contra- it, it it's like a battle. It's like Tibbs is battling his old self with his new self. Like, it, like I understand that you trust in your starters, but God damn, bro, like, you don't got to trust them for the first 11 minutes of the first quarter. <laughs> Sometimes the whole first quarter, like like um, I forgot what game it was. It, it it wasn't um. Well, Utah surprisingly, he went to the bench kind of early. I was like, yo, they, he opened in the bench. Yeah, he, he already had like all ten guys already playing in the first quarter. I couldn't believe it. But like the game, I think it was the game before that. Like um, uh, he just ran the the whole the starting lineup for the whole first quarter. I'm like, what is going on? So I do agree with you with that, man. Tom Thibodeau is kind of like he really doesn't know how he's gonna play. I feel like I feel like he's still kind of experimenting with the guy's character and stuff. Like he just want to see how guys are gonna react, you know. So, you know, I I, I hope you know I hope that he kind of settles down. But you know, my thing too with him is, is we have guys on the bench that we can go to, and he just straight up just like, yo, I don't want these guys. I don't want to play these guys, and they're not going to play, you know. Because now that we have a healthy roster, these are our ten guys, and that's it. You know, nobody else is gonna play. That's it's just our ten guys, and that's it. You know, even even Frank is not gonna play, man. So, oh, you know, you know, yeah, he's he's, he's stubborn and all that, but. But um, I think I think there's there's a um a method to his madness. You know, I think he's just showing management and whatever, and showing the team that and the, and the league that this these are the guys that we want. Th- these are the type of players that we want. So 
you know, hopefully that they can start, you know, pulling guys out and plugging guys in that that fit into, you know, the type of, um, you know, style that, that he wants to play. So, you know, that's what I think about that. I want, I want to say something to you before we get into the next question. Um, I'm officially off the Frank Catra. Um, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Um, I'm done. Oh, man. Uh, I got it's it, it it's year four. <laughs> the lease is up. The, the lease, lease is up, up on the on the bed. The lease is up, man. It's year four. The dude is hurt, has been hurt every season he's been here. His offensive production is minimal. The dude takes more pictures than he plays in more games. <laughs> and I'm tired. Yeah. I'm I'm tired. And. And you know what? You know what made made me further just say, yo, I'm done with the, I'm done with this guy. It's Thibodeau. I know Thibodeau is not gonna play Frank. So I'm not gonna sit here and get mad and, 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 and question the Knicks and say, oh, why why Frank ain't playing no more? Stay, you know damn well why he's not playing no more. So I'm I'm good. Um. <laughs> I hope he succeed on another team. Uh, I, I love the kid, but I can't do it no more. I can't defend mediocrity no more. I I, I can't do it. Yeah, it sounds like a bad breakup, man. It sounds like you broke up with like your high school crush and shit. I, I, I can't do it. I, I'm on the fence yeah. with Knox too. I'm on the fence with him because yeah, I, it, it comes to a point where like I'm just tired of seeing bad product. Like, why do I have to wait? all the time for a guy to just learn how to just do a mid-range jump shot. Yeah. Simple. Just basic. 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 Finish finish at the rim. Basic. You know, know, Knox is still, when he drives, he's still like, oh, don't don't hit me. You know, don't hit me. He's like, like somebody pulled the um, the belt out on him every time he drives the basket. And, um, you know, Frank, you know, I credit Frank. I credit both of them. They they both actually have gotten better this year. You know, to the point where yeah, to the point where they're serviceable, but but Knox right now, like somebody, uh, I was getting killed when I said it, man. But but if you look at it now, Knox is basically freaking um, uh, this guy um Novak, Steve Novak, but just uh, athletic Steve Novak. You know, like when Knox dribbles, you like stop putting the ball through your legs, fam. You know what I'm saying? That you're not that dude. You know, just just get the get the open jump shot and let it go. You know, you're just a spot up shooter. I want to defend, and you know, you're gonna defend him. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to defend him. I want, I want to say this to you. I want you to actually go back. I want you to rewatch the last game we had. And the reason why is Kevin Knox came into the game. And when he first came into the game, I, I counted how many times he touched the basketball. You want to know how many times he touched the basketball, bro? He touched it one time. How many? The one time that he touched the basketball. And this is with Rivers and Quickly on the court. And quickly is a guy that I've given props to. But I'm seeing something within him the last three to four games that I really dislike about him. And we're going to get to that later when we get to a quickly question. But I'm watching Knox just get calisthenics. He's just running, running back and forth up the court. He's not getting in for rebounds. You know, he's just playing defense, not touching the ball. The one time he touched the ball was when it was, a, it was a breakup play. The ball was rolling on the floor. Knox picks the ball up, 
And I just knew, like, something told me, like, Knox is not passing the ball. Knox is about to throw up a dumbass shot. I could tell. And Knox does exactly what I'm thinking in my mind. It throws up a dumbass shot. But what makes it worse about Knox, the dude is 6'9", 6'10", and he plays like he's 5'11". Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. It, yeah, he's, he's frustrated, man. There's something going on between that kid's ears, man. I, I don't know what's going on with, with that with that dude. He's like, you know, I don't want to say that he's, like, on the spectrum, you know, or anything like that. But, I mean, like, uh, you know, there, there's something definitely wrong with the kid, man. Because, I mean, like, physically, like, when you watch him work out and stuff like that, he got all the tools to be, a, a like, a, a, you know, I don't want to say great. But he, he has all the tools to, to be a guy that should be our starting um, three um, right off the bat. You know, but, you know, it's just, it's just something in between the ears. And uh, for him and Frank are the exact they, – they, they, they must be, like, brothers or, or from the same, you know, family or something, man. Those guys, you know, they, those are the guys that are in the back of the bus licking the window and stuff, man. Something wrong with those guys, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. Not, you know? With Knox, man, I just – he needs a point guard so bad. And I feel so bad for Kevin Knox because I understand, brother. I feel your pain when you're watching Alfred Payton the dude never passes out when he drives to the lane. The dude has the ball all the effing time. I understand your pain, bro. And I understand that when he was on the court with Quickly and Rivers, I mean, yeah, with Quickly and Rivers, he just he just didn't touch the ball. So it's just, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, I'll throw another analogy, man. So, like, like you say, um, Knox needs a point guard, right? Somebody's gonna give him the ball. But listen, bro, I, 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 I need a treadmill. I need somebody to throw me a treadmill because I'm getting fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so I, I need, I need, I need the treadmill to be fat. So if I don't get the treadmill, then I'm just gonna be fat. So I mean, that's not, that's you know, that's just not, not the way, man. You know, it's just not the way. Right, right now, I need to get up and take myself to the gym or, or go outside and run because ain't nobody gonna throw me no treadmill. You know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. That, that's 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 my thoughts on, on Kevin Knox with, with the way the way the him and and Knox I mean um and Frank you know they're the same they're in the same boat. Um, wow, it's crazy man. The next I go and watch Mikel. I think who was it? I was watching Mikel Bridges. who had thirty two. Damn shame. Yeah. You got Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's over there. He might be a first time All Star. Oh my god! And then the guy that I actually wanted, Colin Sexton who's averaging damn near 25 a game, might be a first-time All-Star. Oh, my God. He's a beast, yo. Kyle, you know, um, Sexton, he's a beast. You know, and, and like, it's, he's becoming, like, legendary now, like, on on, on the social media because people are starting to pull, pull out stuff from high school. He was um in a game yelling at Anthony Hardaway, mm-hmm. telling him his, his son was, was trash. You know, so, I mean, he, that dude is built different, man. So how do you, how do you not see that stuff as, as, as teams that are, like, doing – they do diligence trying to figure out who to draft and stuff. Like Donovan Mitchell's another guy, you know, all these different guys, you know, like you were watching the tape, you, you know, you, you got the chance to talk to their parents and all this other stuff and talk to whoever you need to talk to to get these guys. So so why did we end up with Frank and Knox? I just don't get it, you know? It's, it's like, as far as Frank is concerned, the guy who drafted him got fired the next day. It's <laughs> yeah, plain and yeah. simple, bro. That's plain and simple. Yeah. So – yeah, pretty much. Kevin yeah. Knox, um, you don't want to draft Miles. Miles was older. Mikel, he's older. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. He was the home run, but you didn't trust him because of his back concerns. And I, you know, I'm good on Michael Porter Jr. too. He he said some things I didn't like. 
Huh. Yeah, he's weird. Yeah, he's very weird. Um, I'm, I'm good with Kevin Knox. Just get my boy a point guard, man. But he, he's soon on that boat for me too. I, I, I'm telling you right yeah. now. He got he got one more month, and then <laughs> I, I, I'm good, man. But um, yeah, that's that's what my wife said before I, I canceled my gym membership, man. You got one more month to get in that gym, or are we gonna cancel that gym membership? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so next question from my guy Max Julian. Uh, shout out to my guy, man. Max, he always got some good takes too. Um, his question was, I think, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the pod, but who are some of the players you'd be interested in acquiring in any potential Julius Randle trade? Mm. Yeah. You know, whoever, whoever they said is, um, you know, rumored to come to us, those, those are the different teams, but you know, like like we talked before, like um, who who are we giving? You know, are we are we willing to um to give up all these assets to to bring these players in? You know, because I mean, it's either Zach Zach Levine or Beal. You know, and then like whoever else is available, who who else is out there that's dangling that that um wants to leave their team? Because that's that's what we're left with. We're left with um you know players out there that don't want to be where you know where they are. Like maybe Oladipo. You know, Oladipo is another name that's always been linked to us the last year or so. You know, especially with free agency and stuff like that. So, but are you, you know, are you willing to give Houston any assets to bring in all the no. depot? You know, yeah, it's, it's we're we're in a weird space, man. You know, I, I think I think um, you know, we we've been standing pat with a lot of different things that we've been doing. So I think that that might be just the best the best option to stand pat, unless unless something comes up where maybe we're like a third option, you know, third person in, in in the trade where we can um get another asset along the along the ride, you know, to help somebody else make a trade, you know. You no, know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Um, for me, uh, you said the two names basically: uh, Zach Levine and Bradley Bill. But as far as Zach Levine is concerned, I don't see a trade happening with the Bulls because we don't like they got big men. So I don't see the reason why they would trade for um Julius Randle unless we swap in Randle for Larry Marketing. But we don't even need to do that because we already drafted Obi Toppin. So that's pointless. We don't need Wendell Carter Jr. because we already got Mitchell Robinson. That's pointless. We don't need Otto Porter because we already got, you know, we're trying to develop Kevin Knox. So that's kind of pointless. So I don't I, I don't see that at all. But Washington with Bradley Bill, I can see that trade happening. And I can see Julius Randle being the centerpiece of that trade as long as he continues to keep playing this way that the way that he is. The only thing about it is I know that the minimum is going to be four first round picks. So both Yeah, we gotta yeah, we definitely gotta be willing to give it give that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know both Dallas picks is gone. Already you know you you only gotta think about that. Both of those is gone. But right. we gotta think about the bigger picture. You trading Randall, you getting you bringing in Bradley Bill. You bringing him in under the assumption that he's gonna resign. One. But two, you bringing him in, and you're basically saying to me that Bill is gonna be the one option, of course. But RJ is gonna be the certified number two option. And everybody's gonna be put on front street as far as Mitchell Robinson is concerned, because he's gonna to have to start producing on the offensive side of the ball. But Thibodeau as well. And I know Thibodeau, it's just something is just telling me, like, Thibodeau is not coming in the next season without a current all-star on this roster. 
Yeah, I, I get those vibes too. I, I feel like I feel like that something might happen. You know, I just don't know what it is, man. So, now I'm, I am kind of nervous, man. But I know, I know, you know, we we just got to trust these professionals, man. We got we got probably like the best front office in the NBA. We probably got like the best coaching staff in the NBA. So you know, we we're kind of in limbo as fans, man, because we never we haven't been here yet. We haven't been to this point where we actually have basketball guys, you know, running the show. Mm-hmm. So we just got to trust these guys again, you know, to see if they're gonna actually do the right thing for us. You know? Yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, man. Um, the Julius Randle trade stuff is—I don't know, man, because I don't know what players is really going to move. And then on top of that, like we don't really got no trade pieces. Like we don't like. Who the who the hell want Kevin Knox and Frank Nilakina? I would right. hang up the phone. DSJ too. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even mentioned DSJ. Oh, yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about DSJ. He's <laughs> he, he he that Porzingis trade was so bad for both sides. It was just a bad yeah. trade for both sides. Like nobody won that trade as far as I'm concerned yet. Until we see what those Dallas picks is looking like, they looking good so far. <laughs> yeah, they look like they might. They both might be freaking lottery picks by the time the end of season ends. Because mm-hmm. Porzingis is never healthy, but that's regular. That's something that Nick fans we 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 just know this off rip. So, um, yeah. Next question. No shout outs to my guy Trace. Trace, he always comes with the positivity, and you know you always got good insight too on the Knicks, but um. What, what's, what's it going to take to get the old man Tibbs to finally bring himself to start IQ? <laughs> well, you know, he, he dropped 30, you know, 31 one night. And then the next night he, he, he played like a rookie, you know? So it's um with, with him, he, he just got to get a string of games where he's like, really like, you know, locked in, you know, you know, then I guess, I guess he'll give him a spot. But you know, like we we're just still we're just still trying to figure it out. You know, we we're trying to figure out. Um, you know, Tibbs has a, a particular style that he wants to play. You know, so um, you know, these guys just gotta uh, gotta go through their regular growing play. I think you know by the by the second half of the year, I think Obi's gonna have his day, and I think quickly he's gonna have his moment where he's like really like locked in every night. You know, so so you know he's his hands gonna be tied. He's gonna have to do something with these guys, man. So yeah, we just just gotta let it let it play out. Um, for me, uh. People ain't gonna like this answer, but I don't think Quickly's gonna start this season. <laughs> um, I think the only day, the only way that he does start is probably the last ten games, and that's when we firmly out of playoff contention. And yeah, that that's what I think, man. I, I think Tibbs is gonna stick firm to what he do. Uh, our, we had an interview with, about Andrew Wiggins the other day that Thibodeau is one of the most, uh, you know, coordinated people he's ever played for, um, responsible coach. He tells people their roles. He tells people what they're going to be do on a day-to-day basis. Um, it's no sugarcoating with Thibodeau. So you know, I, I, I think Thibodeau has a plan for IQ. I like the plan. I just don't like the player that's starting ahead of him. I think everybody agrees. Yeah. And, yeah, everybody's in agreement with that. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm okay with this plan. You know, it protects IQ from injury. Um, he gets to see the game while playing from the bench, and then he comes in the game and he can mimic stuff. You know, quickly. The, the one issue I got with quickly is 
He never sees the trailing big man. I've seen plays where Mitch and Obi is literally running from the top of the key, and nobody finds them. Like, nobody at all. And Quickly has a problem with this as well. So I, I, I want Quickly to, to get his awareness up. That's that's going to take about a season or two. But, I, you know, that's my answer, man. I, I don't think Quickly's going to be starting this season, honestly. Thibodeau's still yeah. burn, man. Yeah. Well, one thing about quickly too, man, he, he plays with a certain joy. He kind of reminds me of, of Sam Cassell. When, when Sam Cassell was a rookie, Sam Cassell was jumping around, kicking, laughing and stuff like that. And um, quickly is kind of the same kind of player, man. So, you know, I think he's going to be all right, man. I think he's going to, he's going to, um he's going to have his moment and we're going to be like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Cause he, he's had a couple good games, but I think his moment hasn't really came yet. So we're really going to, we're going to be surprised, you know, pretty, pretty soon with, with that kid. Mm-hmm. Quickly is going to be good. I, I I don't know how good he's gonna be, but quickly he's gonna be one hell of a player. I could tell. Like he, the kid plays with no fear, and the offense just look better when quickly's on the court. Maybe we're just so used to watching Jared Jack, Moody, <laughs> the trash heap, the, the point guard trash heap of the NBA. That's what we're Tony used to watching. Douglas. Oh my god! I could keep going, but I I don't, I don't want to bring myself down to despair. Um. Yeah, this is COVID, man. You're gonna have to like wash your hands after after you finish running down that list. Jesus Christ! So, my God. guy, you know, Stacey Abrams, Abrams, stand account, the line at the line four two. He asked, should Tibbs find a way better way to rest Mitchell Robinson with injury right now? I think um, I I think we could switch that question around. Uh, basically, to the effect of. Because hmm. I would like to, I would like Mitch to play more than thirty minutes a game. I think thirty-five minutes would be good for Mitch. But I think Mitch just overall just needs a, he, he just needs a role on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Mitch posted a tweet, you know, after the game, he say, you know, talking about when would they let me play. Something to that effect. I don't know if he's talking about the refs. I don't know if he's talking about his role on offense. But I, I would like to see Mitch get more touches on the offense, offensive side of the ball. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I get it. Uh, last year with um, Fisdale, they were, they were um, going to him a lot with the alley-oops and stuff like that. But that, that's that Twitter shit, man, that I was telling you about, man. The guys say, oh, like to throw stuff out there, and you're like, what are you talking about? You know, and you, Then it becomes a big discussion based on of something somebody said that, or they may have said or may not have said because or whatever. It's, it's crazy, man. But, you know, Mitchell Robinson, uh, you know, right, right now, I, I just think that he is where, what he is, man. There's certain things that he needs to learn as a big man. One one thing that um that I recently um the the Knicks you know they're really good with their social media, um they were showing him working with Kenny Payne and um I actually saw him um doing a running hook shot, you know like a, a baby running hook shot mm-hmm. in the lane. I'm like wow man that's that's something that definitely because he he gets the ball a lot like kind of like in the corner of the paint. So if he gets it you know it, it'll be nice for him to do something other than turn around you know because sometimes he gets the ball in that position and now he's turning around trying to find somebody to pass it to. But if he can get that ball in that spot. Make a dribble and and all of a sudden we got a running hook shot going on. Oh my god, that that's I think that's the next development in um uh, in Mitchell Robinson. But um, uh, you know, right now, man, the, the guy, you know, he's quick with his hands, he can get the ball to the he gets the ball to the rim really quick, man. You know, he he does he doesn't really bring it down, you know, he just gets it and goes right up. So there's certain things that you can't teach for him, 
but like little nuances, man, little little things that that's um that um that he needs to learn that's really gonna like help him out. So he's he's he has, he's still young, man. You know, he has he still has a lot to learn. No, uh, you know. Next question. Um, shout out to my guy mm-hmm. Nick Nada. You know, fellow guy, man, always witty with the with the Twitter comments and whatnot. He asks, which Nick rookie will get the most consideration, the most rookie of the year consideration? Uh, of course, it's going to be Emmanuel quickly. Uh, <laughs> is that a trick question? Um, quickly, right now, shooting above 90% from free throw. Uh, quickly has been very good. And I'm going to tie this question, that question, along with the next question by my man, Trammell, um, at Yankees Knicks 99. And his question was, what is Quickly's highest ceiling player comparison? So the highest possible player comparison that Quickly can become. Um, I want you to answer it. I want you to answer that question first. I think we both know that quickly is going to be in rookie of the year consideration before Obi Toppin, just based on the fact that Obi Toppin has been hurt and, you know, he's just finally getting minutes and finally getting acclimated to the NBA. So I think that question is easier to answer. But this quickly's highest ceiling question, I I, I want you to go first because you never told me what, what you thought about his ceiling. What you got? Well, I mean, I, I really, I really like everything that he does, man. The, the the fact that that um that he's like the what the float guy they call him the float guy. I, I love that, man. Like he he reminds me of this dude I grew up with, man. This, he, he um, you know, he he had he actually got um got killed or whatever, man. But um, but he's everything that he did was was a freaking um teardrop, you know. So I I learned actually I actually used to kind of play like that. I, everything's a teardrop, just driving in both hands, you know, kind of like teardropping and stuff. So I, I, that that's one thing I like about him. But as far as NBA players and stuff, I, I really don't see. I can't think. I can't put my my finger on it. I don't know who he reminds me of, but um, but he but he's good, man. I, I mean, he's he, you know, uh, I I think he's just kind of like unique, you know, in the way that he plays. Because even the way that he shoots threes, threes they they look like floaters, you know. So, and uh, you know, he, he's real quick. He, like he's he's true to his name. He, he um, uh, he doesn't really waste dribbles, and so he keeps his dribble, you know. So I mean. I really can't put pick a player from from back in the days, man. You got you got anybody that's that's on the mind, as far as like um you know past point guards. Uh, three dudes come to mind when I watch man quickly. So, um, Tony Parker is one of them. Okay, I got that. Um, rookie year Damian Lillard is another. And the third one is um. Uh, Oof. Remind me a little bit of Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe like a you know just a more athletic Mike Bibby. Okay, I get I get that. Tony Parker is somebody that I, I can't believe I didn't really think about that, but it, that is, that is pretty similar. So when I say Tony Parker is because quickly always tries to get into the lane. He gives me a Tony Parker feel. He just don't pull up for mid range like how Tony Parker used to do, but I guess that comes with. Mm-hmm you know, maturing and, you know, understanding your spots on the floor. But that's the person that he reminds me of the most. If he reaches his highest ceiling, for me, it's Tony mm-hmm. Parker. Um, Tony Parker at a time led the lead in baskets made in the paint. So, 
Yeah, he was a beast, man. People don't really talk about Tony Parker enough, you know, because they won championships with, um, you know, Pop and Tom, you know, um, Tim Duncan and them guys, man. But he he definitely was the engine for that team. You know, he was like like tireless out there, running running in and out yep. the paint. He was he was a good player, yep. man. And quickly is averaging six. I, it's probably went down now because of the game yesterday. But before the game yesterday, you know, he was averaging sixteen point three points per game in his last seven games. So the kid has been coming along strong. And I, I like what he brings to the game. I like that he's always talking. He's always talking to his teammates. You know, you see him and Damian Lillard having a, a little convo at the at while quickly is at the foul line. So that's nice to see, man. Quick, just quickly, just give me that Tony Parker vibe. Uh, young Damian Lillard, uh, Mike Bibby. You know, Mike Bibby when he was with the Sacramento Kings. You know that pacing space point guard guy that likes to get in the paint, mix it up. Not very he quickly is a little more athletic than Bibby, but you know, not really athletic. You know, he, he not gonna really he he's gonna wow you sometimes when he get hot, just like Mike Bibby used to do. But yeah. yeah. He did a he did a Mike Bibby move the other night, man, with um where he kind of like sealed the guy off with his right hand and then he just made that left-handed layup, man. That was freaking pretty, man. That that reminded me. Of Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby used to do a lot of stuff like that, sealing guys off and then putting you to sleep and then, you know, just sailing into the into the to the basket on a layup. He was he was good like that. So, yeah, I, I see that, man. I, those those are three really good comparisons. And for you quickly. know, quickly was the first Knicks rookie ever to have five three pointers made and 30 plus points off the bench ever. And wow. wow. The NBA rookie leaders right now in points per 36 minutes. This season quickly leaves everybody at 22.3 points per game. James Wiseman is second with 19 points per game. Well, basically 20. Anthony Edwards is third. And the NBA rookie leaders in assists per 36 minutes this season. LaMelo is first with 8.7. Tyrese Halliburton is second with 6.2. But quickly is third with 5.2. So the this is a great pick, man. We have to salute yeah. Walt Perrin, Kenny Payne, uh, 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 Thibodeau, Boom. the whole staff, man. I think I think that was like a team effort there, you know, because that that was their guy, the Kentucky connection. Who hired that staff, though? Yeah, I get it. Uh, Rose, you know, Rose and um, the other guy too, James Dolan. You gotta give James Dolan. Oh shit! You want to pull the Dolan card? Oh my god! I think every I think everybody just threw their phone out the window right there. Nobody wants to credit Dolan for nothing, man. Yeah, you know, He's staying yo, out the way. Yo, you mentioned, yo, you mentioned Dolan, man. But you know, you you from Harlem, man. You know, you know my man Cameron that that um that song they did with Keith. You know, he he mentioned um he mentioned Dolan. He said that he was a check rider like James Dolan. When he said that, I was like, fam. Everybody needed to hear that, you know what I'm saying? Because people talk so much junk about Dolan, but I mean, like, you you want to talk about the success of the team? Who do, who do you do do you credit for putting everybody here? You know, he he's got it wrong, but now he's got it right. So you got to give the dude credit when it's due, man. You know? Yeah, man. Uh, shout outs to James Dolan, man. Again, hiring all these minorities, um, hiring you know Mexican Americans, you know, first in the NBA, just. Everything that he's doing, man, the diversity amongst the coaching staff, man. It's it's nice as a, a black man when you see a picture and it's Thibodeau next to four, three, four other black men. So so it, it's nice to see yeah. things like that. And I, 
I appreciate that I'm a Nick fan and I could say things like that. Well, you watch sports like the NFL where you where you criticize a guy like Colin Kaepernick and basically destroy his career because he just wanted near. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, he did it. He did it out of out of respect too, because um, you know, what, what he was doing before, he, you know, they, they they said that wasn't really good. So kneeling is is a sign of respect. Kneeling is not disrespect. You know, when, if you kneeling from in front of somebody, you're you're, you're bowing down mm-hmm. to them. You know, so it's like you know, it's like you know, it's just crazy. People, people are just, people are just bugged out, bro. You know, the the just the, the mentality, um, with certain things like like like, a, like you know, I keep coming back to Twitter. Some of these guys here, man, I, I'm I'm gonna shout some of y'all. I'm a, your, your your boy Tremel, me and him had it out. Uh, that's Yankees, um, Knicks '99. Yeah. A couple of these guys, man, you know, I'm looking at we had it out. You know, um, you know, going back and forth and stuff, man. But I mean, you guys are just bugged out. Some of the stuff that, that, that you guys come up, you get so bent out of shape, and then it becomes a big long war of words and stuff like that. Like, what are you talking about? Like, just chill, chill the fuck <laughs> out, man. You know, the same thing with the with the Dolan thing and all the stuff that is having to do with the Knicks. It's just it's just like chill, chill out, you know, chill out a little bit, you know, just kind of like just see what how, how things are happening and just kind of enjoy it. Cause like, yo, yo, you know, I you know, I I've been saying it a lot lately. That that you know, I'm just I'm just older. I'm older than some some people, man. I remember um, when the Knicks were 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 busting everybody's ass for 13 straight years. We was destroying the league for 13 years, and then when when Riley came, we really every we we was the top of the food chain. Nobody could touch us, you know. So people don't remember that. They always talk about the mellow era and that that damn 54 win season, man. That's not basket. That's not real real winning basketball. We was kicking ass for 13 years. You have no idea, you know, um, what what it is to be. You know, to 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 have that pride and of of a winning culture, man. So we we've been there before. I know what it feels like. Even the older cast, older than me, like my pops. My pops is like in his sixties. He remembers the early seventies and all that stuff. So and then you know the eighties too. You know, the, there's so many different eras, man. We we um we we've won in this league, man. E- even to this point, we only got two championships, but we still got two more championships than half the mm-hmm. league. You know what I'm saying? So you know we're we're, we're like the like the the we we're like the we we're worth the most out of any franchise for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So when uh, you know the times like right now we have to sit back and kind of like um smell the roses with this stuff, man. Just like chill out, everybody. Everybody chill out. It's not this is not the end of the world. Was Listen, man, we could be the Sacramento Kings right now. They haven't made the playoffs since I was in high school. Um, um, people still playing Pokemon Silver. You know. Oh, LeBron, shit. LeBron just got drafted. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, my son, my son wasn't even born, man. I, my oldest son wasn't even born when when Sacramento was in the playoffs. It's crazy. Um, shout out to Sacramento Kings fans, man. I, I know it's tough for y'all, but you know, next question. Yeah. You no, know, shout out to my guy Shannon. You know, one of my favorite guys on on, on the Twitter thread, Shannon Ferguson, um, at E E P D L L C. He asks, what does Knox have to do to get a fair shot? <laughs> um, uh, Shannon, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Uh, what more can you want from Knox? Like, I'm a Knox fan, and it's starting to seep into the realization that this kid might not be much more than a role player. And I'm fine with that. But at the same time, it's the organization has not put him in a position position to succeed. First season, he's with Fizdale. 
just running on the court. You know, fizzball, you know, it ain't it ain't nothing. You just get a pick and roll, you ISO, and do what the hell you want with the ball. Um, second season, more fizzball, then Mike Miller comes in, but Knox minute, minutes goes down. So, and we get Mook Morris, we get Bobby Portis, and we got Julius Randle. So Knox wasn't a part of wasn't really a part of the offense last season. This season, you know, we get in Tom Thibodeau, but we're eight and eleven. We're not really a losing team anymore. We're more we're we're now a functional team. And we've won games while he's on the bench. So I think Thibodeau's in no rush to start a twenty one year old small forward who is not ready. And I believe that this is – they're doing the right thing by bringing him off the bench. If he's playing like ass, then don't play him a lot of minutes. I th- I, I think we're doing the right thing with Knox. I, I think I'm, – I'm glad we didn't we didn't do this on Sunday because I think I would have had a different answer. But um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, over the last few days, I'm thinking about the team and, and thinking about what's best for the team and – I think what's best for the team right now is him coming off the bench and him slowly progressing. He, he's still 21, so no rush. Yeah, no rush with him, man. I, I, I got nothing bad to say about him. I, I used to trash him a little bit, but I mean, but he's a, you know he's a baby, man. He's still learning. You know, he got you know wet behind his ears, still got Similac on his breath and all that. Yeah, but so the only fair shot that he's gonna get is if somebody hands him a handgun and tells him to you know to shoot, <laughs> you know what I'm saying shit shoot first. That's the, that's about as fair a shot you're gonna get get from him now. Yeah, man. I I mean, I love Knox, man. And I know that Knox is going to be he Knox is he, he can he got one of the highest ceilings on the roster. And I love this kid since he came out of college. But I need to see more. You know, I'm gonna go old school with this one. At it comes to a point in time where you need to demand the rock. And Knox doesn't do that. They just got him standing in the corner. I don't know if that's by coach's design. It probably is. I don't know if that's just Knox. I don't know if that's his point guards not being able to find him. And that's this comes back to Rivers and quickly. That backcourt too, like those two in the backcourt together, I dislike it a lot. I don't think it works. Yeah, That's just me personally. Me personally, I would rather see Frank with Rivers, or I would rather see Frank with Quickly. But Rivers and Quickly together, no. It stinks. I hate it. It's redundant. And it's a my turn, your turn type of thing. Like Watching the Utah game, I knew we wasn't going to win that game, bro. I knew we wasn't going to win that game. Yeah, the, I was hoping we was going to win. We, we kind of was playing good in the beginning, but that 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 second half was atrocious, but, but, man. Because, you know, yeah. Well, I was going to say just the open shots. We, we was giving them open shots a lot, and they just started making them. So that was the end of that. But I, I want you to rewatch that game real quick. When you get a chance, when you get a a, a, a good time. That game, mm-hmm. I understand that Rivers was going off, right? But look how many times anybody else touched the ball when Rivers and Quickly was both on the court. It was my turn, his turn. I You cannot win a basketball game like that. You know who used to play like that? OKC with Durant and Russell Westbrook. It's not sustainable. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I, I was thinking about Houston, Houston with um Steve Francis and Katina Mobley and those guys. That's that's how it was mm-hmm. with them too. Whoever could score when it came down the court, that's that's mm-hmm. what it was. So, you know, playing the playing the game the right way is is one of the main things that I want for this team and I want for this future. But you know, it, it, it's tough, bro. It it's really tough, man. Um, shout out to my guy Shannon, though, man. I appreciate that question, bro. Um, ha, this is a funny question. Um, Nick Native from his his overcome this guy here. He said. Julius Randle All Star, put it in your mailbag. <laughs> yeah, so basically, is Julius Randle going to be an All Star? Uh, it's potential, man. He got the numbers, man. It's all about him getting voted in. You know, it's a good chance for you know the the coaches might actually just vote him in because I don't, I don't really see anybody you know forward wise outside of him that's like really getting busy like that. Randle has been so. He's been playing so well. Um, first Nick with a triple double since Carmelo Anthony got it. He got a stat where it's just only him, Oscar Robinson, Giannis, Jokic with like two hundred points, eighty rebounds, and like sixty assists, and in, in the first ten games, like like Randall has been playing so well. So my yeah, yeah my answer to that is yes. He's going. He's going to be an All Star this season. Well, we, we got to write him in too, man, because I, I think All Star voting is going to open up soon. So we got to start writing him in for that for that All Star with the but fan vote. But here's the thing, and this is going to be a topic that me and you going we going to discuss this soon. I'm just waiting for it to start really hitting the fan. But um, Obi Toppin was still the eighth pick in the draft, bro. <laughs> like, like, like I, I, I can love this Julius Randle all-star thing, but it, it, it's tough. I, I would love to vote him in, but you know, you know, Brooklyn Nets fans don't give a rat's ass about where what D'Angelo Russell's doing right now. <laughs> I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, like to just to yeah, I had did a, a podcast recently where I was talking about Obi and um and Julius. And I, I was comparing them to Bird and McHale, not necessarily saying that they're going to be like, you know, you know, the greatest players of all time. You know what I'm saying? But as far as like having two guys that play the same position that um that could succeed in the NBA is possible, especially with um the way Tom Thibodeau has been giving these minutes where guys are getting 30 point, you know, it's going to be 30 minutes a game off the bench and stuff He's with the short rotation. If he continues to do that and you can, you can give Julius 30 and give um, Obi 30, you know, it, it, it could work. It could possibly work. It, it just depends on how we play, you know. It's going to watch. It's going to be a real subject. I'm I'm just playing the seeds. So when when when, yeah. when when it starts to be brought up, it's like, see, you know, this was it was talking about, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the elephant in the room, man. It's obvious right there, you know, Julius and, and Obi. You know, it's the big elephant in the room. It's all right, all right. We'll give it time, though. That was a good question, though. I, I think Julius will be an all-star. Um, so the next question mm-hmm. is from my guy, Mr. Cam- Campbell. Uh, shout out to my guy, Mr. Campbell. Um, go tune into his podcast, Mr. Campbell Cooking. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Anchor app. Um, shout out to my guy. He asked in a very explicit uh, 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 way of saying this, but... um. When the fuck will we get an all-star player? 
Yeah, what's the what's the price? What's the price of that, man? We already talked about it. The the Nets already sold their soul countless of times for trying to get like all star players on their team, man. So, you know, are we, are we ready to get to that point where we're gonna be just throwing all of our thing, things away, you know, to get like a group of um all stars on the team? You know, are we ready it's for that? One way, it's only one way I'm doing that. Um, RJ Barrett gonna have to show me he can be an all star, and that's sooner or later, because I know I, I, right the hard heart of me. I know that Booker, Booker, Donovan, somebody going to ask out soon. I don't know when they're going to ask out, but somebody going to ask out soon. But we also can't depend on trading for an all-star. We got young guys, too, on the roster yeah. that we got to develop. So, you know, when when the fuck will we get an all-star player? When the fuck are we going to groom our, our own homegrown superstar? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's important. You know, like Boston did that with Paul Pierce, you know, Ray Allen and KG. You know, we, um, they they had their own homegrown guy. They, um, what they, they traded for, um, well, they traded for both of them, I think, right? Um, KG yep. and um, thing. So, you know, you just got to, you got to get your assets and then hopefully everything just, just comes together, man. Yeah, man. You know? uh... It's, it's going to be tough. I think I think out of the young guys, though, RJ has definitely has a chance next season to make his first All-Star game, All-Star appearance. So it, 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 mm-hmm. it's a way and see. But shout-outs to the uh, 2019 draft, man. Um, those top three picks were spectacular. Zion, John Moran, and RJ, definitely top three, great top three picks. Um I'm I'm excited to watch all three of these guys for the rest of their careers, man. Yeah, there's a lot of good young players in the NBA, man. I'm I'm happy to see it. It's it's time for the changing of the guard. You know, we had that with with Charles Barkley and them. When they, once they got old, then we had a you know the next crew came in. You know what I'm saying? So we at the point now where LeBron and these guys they getting you know long in the tooth. Um, I think I think it's um, uh, Melo's draft class. You know, with, you know with um with LeBron and all these guys. I think him and him and um JJ Redick. Are like some of the only guys left from that from there, man. So, you know, the the next generation of NBA players are coming in, man. So I, I'm I'm anxious to find out who's going to be the next great one. You know, who who's going to be the next? So he's got to be he's got to be coming somewhere. The next great, yeah, man. I've been looking too, man. I I don't know who it's going to be. I don't because it, it's not going to be Giannis. Um, I don't see Zion being that guy. I don't see Luca being that guy. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe K, that no, dude K coming no. in. You know, it, it maybe it might not even be next year. It might be the year after. You know, it's, it's crazy. That, that that person is gonna is gonna show up, man. Because you know, Kobe came out of nowhere. You know, he he was a high school guy and he he was traded. You know, to the Lakers. Things kind of play out that way. But um, you know, we talk about Kobe, uh, LeBron, Jordan, all this all this other stuff. Every every so often, somebody comes out of out of nowhere and and they're like the next great one. So I. I'm anxiously waiting for them to, to show their I face, like, man. The only person I've seen that really wowed me, like, wow, this guy is tough, is Imani Bates and the other guy. Is it Kai Soto? Is it, is oh, I'm not, I'm not sure, man. Is it Kai I got to look it up when I get a chance. But this 7 one dude, Dirk Nowitzki-type player, man, Imani Bates. I, Imani Bates is the closest thing I think we got to the next great one. Because we, we got to think about it. To be the best player in the NBA, 
you got to be great on both sides of the ball. And you got to be able to guard mostly all five positions. Uh, that's LeBron right now. <laughs> um, it, man, it's tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Monty Bates too. Monty Bates is nasty. He, he got that look in his eye too. So I think he might be – he has a potential to be one of the next guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the only person I got. But as far as that concern, this, this last question. Uh, my guy, one star nine one four. My guy from Instagram, shout out to my guy, man. He always, you know, show me love. Um, always show insight. He asks, <laughs> this is funny. He asks basically, you know, who are we giving up at the trade deadline when that when when that time comes? And uh, the second part of that question is, who do we bring in? Tim's got. Tim's got the young boys playing, but when, where will we ship Frank cut or trade? Now look on Phil's pick with Frank. Was it the right choice? Because what I see is Frank wasn't it. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So I guess, I, I guess I, I, I'll go first. Uh, I'm a Franker. Uh, I'm going to just let that be known. Frank was not the right pick. Um, we got to be realists. We supposed to pick Donovan Mitchell. And we whiffed on that pick. Um, I'm going to give Kevin Knox one more season. And I'm going to say we whiffed on the Kevin Knox pick. Um, we should have picked Michael Porter Jr. And we should have waited. So, so as far as the Frank Nellikina thing is concerned, I think you need to trade him before – uh, you don't. You just let him walk for nothing, like Damian Dotson. Um, if you just yeah. don't let him stay on the bench, so yeah, these guys have really, really big. Um, uh, what do, what do you want to say? Um, qualifying offers. You know, so if we're gonna keep them around, you know, they're they're gonna take up a lot of cash space just sitting there. Like I, I'm gonna say, fourteen million dollars, if I'm not mistaken, for some of these guys. So do do you want to invest that much money just at, you know as cap holds and shit like that? You know, do do we want to like like put that much stress on the franchise on guys that we don't want to be a part of the picture? You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be interesting, man. I I really you know like like I, I mentioned it before. We're kind of in limbo because I don't, I don't know. I really don't know what the Knicks are gonna do right now, man. We're, right now we're we're playing good. So so should we should we improve on what we're doing? Or are we going to just say, you know what, let's just go go for what we want and and start chucking these guys, you know? So I, I really we're in limbo, man. We don't, I don't know what's going to yeah, happen. I don't know neither, bro. Um, it's mad interesting because you stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like you you want to win, you want to go to the playoffs, but at the same time, this is one of the best drafts in about ten years, and you want a top five pick <laughs> because it's obvious that. Looking at the roster right now, you're not really too sure, sure about R.J. Barrett. And, you know, Mitch hasn't shown a gym shot yet. And the other two lottery picks on the roster, Kevin Knox and Frank Nalakina, we already spoke about those two guys. So it, it it's tough, bro. It's tough. I, I, I think for me, I, I would prefer for the Knicks to try and get into this draft. Now that I, I kind of know, like, Thibodeau's behind – Alfred Payton all the way, and he really don't give a shit about how I feel. Um, <laughs> I, I think we're not going to make the playoffs. As long as Alfred continues to start, I, I think we're just going to be in a, for a smooth ride. So, 
that's all I how I feel about it, man. Yeah. So now, you know, that was the final question, man. I appreciate the questions that these guys had, you know. I, yeah, shout shout out to the shout out to the thread, man. I've been I've been trying to get out the thread for like the last couple <laughs> couple of months and stuff, man, but <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's a good group of guys, you know. I, you know, I know I said what I said, you know, earlier about guys need need to calm the fuck down and shit. Some of you guys really do, man. But you know, that you know, all you guys, you know, I, I give you respect. All you guys know the game and stuff. But you know, every everybody has their little their little quirks and whatever, man. So nah, it's, it's all good. yeah, that's regular, man. That's just life. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, life. word up. Um, you know, I guess we got into everything. You know, that was a great mailbag question. Um, we're gonna have another one next month. Hopefully next month is better than this month. Um, hopefully RJ Barrett is getting better. You know RJ Barrett shot thirty five percent from three this month, so huge improvement. Shout out to RJ Barrett. You know, and, and, and let's see. You know, we eight and eleven. I'm comfortable where we at, and I I just want to see more from. The Knicks point guards mainly. Everybody else is cool, but Knicks point guards, I, I want to see more. But any last words for the people before we get out of here, bro? Uh man, you know, just um, you know, like I always, I always try to say, unity, man. Uh, Knicks fans got to keep that unity. You know, I, I know it's fun to to uh, to argue with each other every day. You know, I see, uh, shout out to Freezy, man. I see you on Freezy show arguing. You know, at like two o'clock in the morning about the Knicks and stuff. You know, you know, it's all good and stuff, man. But we got we got to remember we all on the same team. We just gotta we gotta um you know support all each other, man. Stick stick together as a fan base. Yeah, man. Well, um, um, last thing, tell the people when the next when your next uh show is coming out, man. Tell the people what you've been working on lately and and if you got anything new on the way. Hey man, I, I work hard on my day job. Like I'm trying to like like buy my freedom and whatever, man. So like whatever whatever little time I get, you know, I try I try my best to put some stuff out. So every every Tuesday I'm doing an audio, just a regular audio podcast every Tuesday, just to keep that fresh. But then the YouTube, every so often I'll, I'll just come on and, I, and I'll drop something, whether or not you know whether I'm gonna have like visual stuff to 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 prove points or whatever, or if I'm gonna have you know, you know, you know, different guests and stuff, you know, you know, I'm just kind of like really random with it, man. But I am, I am working hard trying to put out stuff for, for everyone to enjoy. I'm getting, getting feedback and stuff from people. So I'm going to just keep it, keep it coming, man. You know, man, anytime, man, I appreciate your work, bro, man. You put in a lot of work. Uh, appreciate every time you come on the show, man, everybody, man, I appreciate the whole Nick nation, man. The thread members, man. I appreciate y'all with these lovely questions, man. It was, Fun to talk Knicks today because, you know, Knicks ain't playing today. But we try to do the best we can to, you know, put this work out there and put what we think about the Knicks out there and try to be as fair as possible. So, you know, I'm out of here. Um, my guy, Die Hard Knicks Pod, I appreciate you, bro, once again. Nick Nation, this was episode 130. Mailbag questionnaire. For you guys, I'm out of here. State.